0: Welcome back to the show. Uh, This is Brett, and you are listening to Holistic Health Masterclass Podcast. Um, Before I get into today's awesome episode, I can't wait to share this with you, and I'll I'll give you a couple of tidbits along the way. Uh, Before I do, a couple of lightning-fast announcements. Um, At time of recording now, uh, we have about a week to go for our Digestive Health uh, Practitioner Masterclass. Uh, That's coming up. Uh, We've got a bunch of people that are enrolled. I'm doing it live um, with a bunch of updated content. And um, yeah, so if you are considering joining us, you can check out holistichealthlive.com for all of the details. And I'm gonna pop a link in the show notes here for one of our info sessions. Uh, These seem to have been quite popular. Um, You know, it's always difficult to relay things over... Uh, website pages and text and stuff like that and sometimes it's really good to just speak to a human being right so if you're interested in one of those info sessions um, just check out the show notes and you'll get a zoom link there where you can just register Uh, they're very informal Um, it's really just me on camera with a few people and uh, I can answer any questions you might have about the program uh, show you exactly what it's all about and um, yeah uh, hopefully that will help you with your decision. Uh, Second Second uh, show sponsor today, Energy Bits, Blue Green Algae, uh, Nutrient Dance Power Packed uh, Spirulina and Chlorella. I got to say, I've been a, a lot more consistent about taking these every day. And uh, I will say that over the last month or so, being consistent, I've actually seen my skin start to get a lot better. Um, You know, I'm not the best case study because overall I don't have any health issues. Um, I'm in pretty good shape for my age, Uh, but nonetheless, um, I keep hearing back from people that are really, really enjoying the powerful blue-green algaes and uh, high-quality blue-green algae as well from Energy Bits. So you can go to energybits.com and uh, you can use the coupon code masterclass that is all one word and uh, you are entitled to 20 percent off all purchases so that's not one time that's not uh, a first order that is any purchase moving forward. So yeah, if you're interested in something that is nutrient dense, power packed, super convenient, super small, uh, kids love it. My son has been um, eating straight chlorella tablets and spirulina tablets for years. Uh, Yeah, check out energybits.com and use the coupon code masterclass for 20% off. So I thought a little bit about like, how do I introduce today's guest? And honestly, I don't have a good way of introducing him because I feel like he's just one of these real diamond-in-the-rough, one-of-a-kind type of guys. My guest today is Marcus Bridgewater. Uh, he is affectionately known as Garden Marcus, that is uh, his AKA. And uh, some people have likened him to the Bob Ross of gardening. And um, I think you'll see, just you know, just listening to this episode, it's very short. Uh, Marcus was really pressed for time, so I managed to get him for a half hour. Um, but I encourage you to go and check out his website, um, check out his book, which is called How to Grow, and that's really what we spend most of our time talking about. But what I found interesting about him is... You know his his upbringing, so being exposed to and immersed in nature, in gardening and learning a lot of the stuff through his grandmother, and then sort of seeing how the environment around him changed, um, more crime, more violence, stuff like that, and how he sort of got detached from. Uh, nature and from gardening, and then to hear a story about how not only did he get plugged back into that, but just gleaned such profound insights from observing plants, from observing environments. Um, gardens and so on, and then drawing these parallels to society, community and people. And, uh, you know, I resonate quite strongly with a lot of what he what what he's teaching, what he's talking about Um, as an avid gardener, as someone who has tended to fruits, um, orchards and uh, vegetable gardens and stuff for a long time. um, You know, these observations, it's we we truly are one in that sense and not just one as a human uh, society. We are really one um, with nature as well. So this episode, I, I don't really have a summary or anything like that. I just find it was a pretty cool conversation. um very open dialogue, and uh, we talk about um, a few different things as it pertains to what I just said about drawing parallels between plants, people, communities, gardens, and so forth. So my hope today is really, um, you know, I had a lot of fun chatting with Marcus. He seems like a very likable guy, a very personable guy, very humble, very down-to-earth. And uh, his uh, he's actually started a company which is outside of his sort of Garden Marcus um, uh, alias, and that is called Choice Forward. And I love what he's doing with Choice Forward. Um, This is a company that is created to really empower individuals and strengthen communities. And uh, he really does this through um, sharing things about mental health, physical fitness, and spiritual awareness uh, based on his observations and experience um, with his life and with gardening and stuff like that. So uh, anyway... Um, I hope you like today's episode, Um, you know, in a world that is uh, very uncertain these days, there's a lot of negativity, people are really suffering from um, emotional distress, mental health distress, and so on. I find people like Marcus um, really a breath of fresh air. And I hope that you find this conversation a breath of fresh air as well. Um, So as always, if you do enjoy today's show... Uh, please consider subscribing, leaving us a review, sharing this with your friends, family, and community. And of course, you can support your health and the show by uh, purchasing products from our show sponsor, Energy Bits. All right, so without further delay, I bring you Garden Marcus. Marcus, how you doing, man? Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me.
0: I am super psyched to chat with you today. I love your vibe. I love what you're doing out there. And I started reading your book, and honestly, I couldn't put it down because I just awesome. love the way that you write and the way that you articulate things, um, the The spiritual connections, the plants, the people. It's its all good. Um, it's, it's a really enjoyable read. Um, but before we get into any of that, uh, you go by the name of Garden Marcus as well. Um, you have generated a massive following um, online, just with your message of peace and um, happiness and gardening and, and drawing these parallels between um, humans, plants, gardens, and so on. But you, prior to that, I mean, you, you sort of almost like burst on the scene if you want, but it wasn't always like that, right? I mean, may, maybe tell us a little bit about your upbringing and, and that sort of thing, and how you got into what you're doing today.
1: Wow. Uh, so you know, I I was adopted into a family in um, north of Orlando in the country, and uh, my grandmother who adopted me and my mother into her family. She had uh, orange trees and kumquat trees. She had uh, begonias and Bocan villas. She had all kinds of things. In her garden hibiscus and roses and it was a really incredible space to grow up and she was also right on the back of a, of a ton of woods so i'd go out in the woods and, and cross gators and all kinds of snakes and lizards and giant lizards There's just so many things that um were to be appreciated about that yard uh, and Over time, you know, life gets in the way. Uh, Things change. A lot of the yard was lost. Um, They had to do remodeling, construction. Uh, Family didn't keep up with it after we went to college. So grandma's yard changed. And we didn't really think about it. I didn't really think about it much until later on in life. uh, I got brought to Texas to be a teacher Um, an administrator and a technical director at a private preparatory. And the weeks were getting longer and longer, and I needed something to re-energize myself. Well, it just so happens that I bought my first house, and my oldest friend's mom gifted me 16 plants. I brought those plants home killed more than half of them (laughs) and was on a, a journey to try and figure out how I could keep the rest alive. And that really is what brought me back to the garden because all of a sudden it was the first time that I was thinking about the experiences of a young man being in my grandmother's garden as I was nurturing my own plants and thinking, man, she used to tell me, make sure you water at the roots. And now I'm thinking, oh, shucks, I, I didn't even consider how profound that was at the time. But now I know you got to make sure you water at the roots. There's all kinds of problems if you just start trying to water on the leaves. So um, so much to learn. But that was really the arc of the the gardening journey. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Garden Mm -hmm. Marcus part of the enterprise came because a former student and a really good friend in 2019 December said, hey, You should put your essence on TikTok. And I thought, why am I going (laughs) to put myself on a calendar app? (laughs) And turned out TikTok's way more than uh, um, what I thought it was. And it turned out to be the right thing at the right time. It it promoted my company. It promoted uh, kindness, patience, positivity at a time when people really needed it. And fast forward brings me to you. Yeah, cool. Um, do, do
0: you find, as a young as a young man, I mean, you talk about it a little bit in the book, and uh, we'll draw these parallels between gardens and communities and stuff like that. But you know, a lot of the trials and tribulations and stuff that was going on in that community, do you feel like it sort of like detached you a little bit about what was you know about the gardening in the early years? And Absolutely. And, and yes, okay, and then sort of rediscovering that um, once you moved to Texas.
1: Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, that is a really good note to pick up on uh, the amount of violence the amount of destruction and chaos that was entering into my small town from the cities really did disrupt the ability for little old me to continue to appreciate the garden the way i might have without those things because there became a certain point where we stopped spending uh as many nights outside right Mm -hmm. we start we stopped taking as many walks Um, In the park, we stopped doing as many things. And so, yes, there was definitely a disconnect from nature, so to say, before I reconnected.
0: Yeah. And I feel like that's happening with so many people today, right? I mean, how yeah. ma- I, I can totally relate to some of your upbringing. So I grew up in South Africa. And uh, mm. so we, we would same thing. I mean, I would walk to school, uh, we would catch mm. crabs along the way and frogs and stuff like that. And then on the awesome. uh, at the ocean, yes, I totally get what you're what you're saying. Um, awesome. And of course, nowadays, you know, we've got uh, I got three kids. Um, it's there's you know, we try as much as we can to limit screen time and all that sort of stuff. But that's really what's going on out there. You know, people are glued uh-huh. to their phones. They Glued to uh-huh. screens, we're focused on work, 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 and um, we. We. I'm also an avid gardener, just by the way. So I totally hear what <laughs> you're doing on the gardening. I've been growing food for almost uh, probably about 17 years, 18 years. Awesome. Yeah. So I get it. You know, I, I totally resonate with what you're saying. Um, and you know, when when we're disconnected like that, we're not actually seeing what's right in front of us. Right. Agree. Um, no. So uh, I want to pull out a couple of quotes here and then jump into because I know our time is 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 precious today um one of the quotes that stood out the most to me was uh we cannot make anything grow but we can foster environments where life wants to grow mm-hmm. that that yeah. really i think encapsulates pretty much the whole book right oh, and, thank and you. what you do yeah can you maybe um expand on that a little bit uh you know especially because drawing on those parallels between what you see in the garden with the plants and then what you see out there in the world and um, with people
1: oh absolutely um uh I- there there are so many parallels between plants and people. And um, the one that stood out in a really epic way when I was fostering hundreds of discounted plants was the, um, I can't make them grow. And so what happened really was I had some sweet potato and I had, uh, I forget what the other uh, kinds of plants were but they were fern types. And mm-hmm. I had them all in different places throughout my front porch. And I realized like they weren't growing the way some of their compatriots were growing. So I started shifting things around and I hadn't changed anything. I just literally moved the plant from one place to another. And I watched it start to thrive. And, and it struck me, it was like, whoa. I didn't do anything to make that plant grow, but I had environments where it wanted to grow. And and what I needed to do was nurture those environments so that it could grow there. I had to also do the dance to make sure it was in the place it wanted to grow, but it wasn't me making it do anything. And and I started to think about how that applied to my students. Um, As a teacher, I couldn't make you learn. I can't make you show up. I can't make you engage. But if I create an environment in my classroom, in a setting where when you show up, you want to engage, Mm. you're eager to absorb, well, then you're going to learn all kinds of stuff. And chances are I'm going to learn from you as well.
0: Yeah, I love that because, you know, we see that a lot with children especially, right? It's like push, 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 and, you know, for myself as a as a practitioner in the healing space, it's the same thing. You know, you have to create mm-hmm. that environment um to to help people to grow, to help them mm-hmm. to be the best that they can be as opposed to just say, you know, follow this and do this and, you know, beat them over the head kind of thing to get them to where they where they're trying to get to. Um but this also ties in with um Uh, with another quote that I want to pull out here, which is plants do not grow longer vines, more leaves or taller stems without more roots forming beneath the soil. We cannot Mm -hmm. sustain our growth unless we grow in all parts of ourselves too: our mental health, physical fitness and spiritual awareness. And, uh, uh, I, I don't know if you want to tap into that, because I really love the eloquence and the way that you've articulated stuff in the book. And, and everyone is listening to this right now, I would strongly encourage you to go and get this book. Give it a read. It's it's pretty awesome, i got to say. Oh. So, um, yeah, so do you want to expand on that for us a little bit? And then uh, that really segues into the three parts of the book, right? Um,
1: yes, it, yeah. it, it does. Um, so I, because my mind is like a spaceship floating through the universe <laughs> and I'm trying so hard to make sure I like am am on course say the say it one more time so that i can make sure i like I, I answer it concisely
0: yeah so um i'll say the quote one more time for listeners as well plants do not grow longer vines more leaves or taller stems without more roots forming beneath the soil right. we cannot sustain our growth unless we grow in all parts of ourselves and that's the yes. mental physical spiritual yeah
1: yes um and so uh i think there's so much to be said about what we can't see and how what we can't see is still affecting us and is affecting the plant as a whole. So I try and tell all people everywhere. The plant has its three parts, its roots, its stem and its leaves. And you as the gardener want to make sure you're addressing the plant holistically. And the same is to be said about us. We have to make sure we do it holistically. And, and it's, it's because, if we rush our growth physically without having a balance mentally, well, then chances are we're going to actually hurt ourselves, over-exhaust ourselves, uh, pull mm-hmm. a muscle in a way that's not good for us. All of the things that we do should be incremental and should be beneficial to us as a whole, to our being as a whole.
0: Mm. And um, one thing that I learned a long time ago, which I think is very relevant to our discussion here, is, um, you know, if you think about mental health or, or body, mind, and soul, right? So let's mm-hmm. just call that body, mind, and soul. I've always said, you know, if you, if you just focus on the body but not the mind or the soul, and can you imagine, obviously people can't see this, but if I've got three, three pillars um, all lined up and I move one of those pillars forward... The other two are still left in the background right So that's uh-huh. not really moving me forward as a whole. Exactly. And likewise, if I go and just work on my spiritual health but I'm eating you know McDonald's every day and Coca-Cola, well I can meditate as much as I want, but it's not it's not going to jive right It's not gonna roll right. together uh, yeah yeah uh,
1: And I love that metaphor you just gave because truly I, I see those pillars. And I think life and the universe has microcosm to microcosm. If you zoom out a thousand, it tends to look like when you zoom in a thousand. It's just how incredible life is. And so with that idea, in terms of your pillars, I feel like so often we think of just one of them being the one we're going to focus on now. So we put that out front and we try and make it super fat,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: without being conscious that the ones in the back now are small. And so the weight on top starts to really lean onto the small ones and we break and we're like, ah, how did this happen? I was working really hard on that thing. It's like, well, there was no balance to your beam, right? Mm. So keep your, your pillars closer together or make sure that they are thickening uh, equilaterally before you space them out.
0: Yeah, well, and that's really, you know, um, I know we've just met, but uh, my my programs that I have in my clinic are called Harmonic Health, right? For exactly the same reason, because, <laughs> you know, you can't just like think that you're going to, you know, eat the right foods and that's all you're going to do. Or you see people that are right. very fit and they just keep going to the gym and that's the thing. And I'm like, well, maybe you need to work on your relationship or maybe you need to work on something else, right? Uh-huh. Like th- there's Absolutely. other areas in your life that are lacking um, and, you know, look, we're talking about gardening here as well, like much the same thing, I'm sure, applies to the garden as a whole, right? I mean, you can't just tend to Absolutely. one plant or just to the soil or just to whatever and then expect the whole thing to flourish, right? Yeah, and really? I love all the plants behind you, man. Looks uh, <laughs> looks awesome. The
1: oxygen, <laughs>
0: the, uh, the air must be amazing. Yeah.
1: Um, I, I, I'm very blessed. Uh, the plants add so much uh, to my home both in terms of my, my air quality, but also the visual quality. The visual aesthetic mm-hmm. is unbelievable. I'll catch myself just daydreaming, and staring off at my plants all the time. But to your point, right? if I tried to treat this plant the same way you treat this plant the same way, you, if I just treated them all the same and gave them all the same amount of water, I'll likely drown a few of them and maybe not even get this one enough water because it likes way more right so it's like it's really important that we uh uh, treat each plant as a part of its ecosystem and and not attach so much ideal to the individual plant um before we think about how that plant needs to grow by itself in addition to how that plant's growing as a whole there's there's so many aspects and layers to it Mm. um i I find it the more we try and just box things and 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 um dissect or try and analyze just a single part of something the more we compromise everything
0: yeah well and that ties into human beings right you know i Mm -hmm. I think like um for us to discover our own unique um gifts and talents and how we can apply those gifts and talents in the world um to contribute to the whole uh, is, isn't that really what it's all about, you know, I,
1: I, um, I to, to me, that's the purpose of life. I mean, that, that to me is what, what is the act of growing and seizing potential really looks like is when you've started to really focus on the things that inspire you, but they also inspire others and they, and you share those and it builds community. It, it adds to the resources that we can all pull from and, and that you then have as a result, because if everyone around you is doing the same thing, well, then there's so many more resources to pull from. It's just a really serendipitous space, but it requires us all to be growing.
0: Mm. Um, I love that, and uh, you know, I, again, I know our time is is uh, tight today. Um, you also help people, right? So, I mean, aside from like actually having like a, a following online and being into gardening and all that stuff, um, you have a company that helps people. Can you can you perhaps share a little bit more about what? what you do and how you help people
1: absolutely uh so we have a company um i say we me and my partner uh choice forward and the company is designed to empower people to focus on their mental health physical fitness spiritual awareness and by doing so we aim to strengthen communities and um create healthier environments and again the thought process is Community starts with each one of us because each one of us is a pillar in our own community. And so the stronger we are, the stronger the community is, the easier it is to address our environment in a way that is holistic and productive. And so that leads into the kindness, patience, positivity. More often than not, we are not working on our mind, our body and our spirit because we're not being kind, patient or positive with ourselves. Mm. We usually put the priority as some reward that we need to get and if we don't make ourselves the priority the reward always falls short even once we get there yeah. so the company is choice forward and the idea is encouraging people to make the choice to move forward in a direction that is productive
0: yeah um I, and i love that too i mean um you know a couple of things to pull out there uh patience right i, I think patience is really really key these days mm-hmm. and i've certainly mm-hmm. You know, um, in my time spent with Indigenous people and First Nations people here, I met I met a a medicine man from Africa, right? And awesome. uh, his name is Mandaza, uh, old 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 guy, right? Super wise guy and very you know doesn't say a lot or anything like that. And uh, long story short, at the end of the, it was like a three day ceremony, and uh, everyone went up, went up, you know, and he did he did some healings and some teachings and stuff like that. And I was one of the last people there as a young guy. And uh, he, 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 he sat there and he just put his hands on my head, right? And I'm like kneeling there, he doesn't say anything. And then I stand up and he goes, passion, patience. And then he walked away. And I was like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, you know, and I had no idea what he was talking about. And I realized like years later, I'm like, oh man, passion and patience. Okay, so if you're passionate about something, whatever that is, whether it's personal right. growth or gardening, right. I mean, right. you know, as a gardener, I mean, you got to be yep. patient, right? But I think that in this day and age, you know, people just have no appreciation for patience and, and time. You know, we want everything now, 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 and I think it sets us up for a lot of um, a lot of disappointment. In, in I, a sense. I
1: couldn't agree more. Um, and I think that we've also uh, incentivized uh, and we've rewarded haste in a lot of ways. Mm. And and I think that because of how often we've done that, even if it has not been productive. To the community um we've created a cycle where people see things they think they want but don't need and mm-hmm. chase
0: them mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and 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 that that begets a really negative um society in a lot of ways um those are the breadcrumbs laid towards uh one of the most destructive tales you can uh create so I think we can undo that and we, we can, we can um, make the focus about growth and about productivity. And I think so many of those things will change. But that's why in the book, we talk about life versus the world. Life is inside all of us. We created the world long ago. Our ancestors created the world long ago to make life better. So what kind of a contradiction are we living in when the world has stopped caring about life at all? Um, we've got to address that and at the same time, don't forsake our lives as we do it.
0: Yeah, 100%. And I think that a lot of people, especially over the last two and a half years, I mean, it's really um, got people to sort of slow down and think a little bit more about, hey, man, what's really important? What am I really doing here? You know, what are are the things that are absolutely vital for my happiness or uh, my success or, or what have you? And I certainly have gone down that road as well where... I just, you know, I I want more time like like that. That's mm-hmm. really what I'm looking for is more time so that I can have more time to do the things that bring me joy. I can I spend more time with my children so I don't miss out on that. Um, and, uh, the you know, the, the last thing I wanted to just pull out and then I'm going to let you go oh. is this idea because it's, it's in your sort of um, uh, mantra, if you will, of the company's positivity, right? And I think that like positivity... Um, it's sort of been like washed a little bit, if you know what I mean. Like it's mm-hmm. almost like cliched. Um, Absolutely. But per- perhaps can you speak to positivity? Because I think there's a huge difference between authentic positivity and like stoicism and putting on a brave face or a happy face, yeah. right?
1: Um, so so uh, when I talk about positivity, um, several times people have addressed the positivity with the toxic positivity that also exists. And so I'm not talking about that stuff. Um, And to define the difference, right, for me, positivity is finding solutions and focused on those solutions, despite whatever the obstacle or adversity is. Toxic positivity is saying, I'm going to smile and be happy about whatever it is and then find the easiest solution. So uh, one of the examples I like to give is um, if someone brings you a sugar cookie and you take the sugar cookie, smile at them and it's like, oh my God, delicious. But inside you're thinking, ah, oh, this is disgusting. Well then that's toxic positivity. And that's not gonna help the person make a better cookie or bring you the macadamia nuts you actually want. So um, instead what I suggest is say, hey, thanks for the cookie. Cause I appreciate you a gesture of kindness, um, but you should know We should talk about what kind of cookie you bring me, because that's going to yield what you actually are looking for. That's the solution talk. So Mm -hmm. for me, it's about uh, uh, finding solutions, not happiness, because the toxic positivity is about happiness. Well, I didn't want to make them upset. So I said what was going to make everybody happy. And it's like, well, it didn't make you happy. It wasn't honest. So what good is happiness if it's not honest? And that's Mm. where I think positivity truly comes into play. Despite how dark the clouds are, when you've found solutions, you can smile because there's peace to be had in the lessons you've already learned.
0: Love it, man. Love it, love it, love it. So I'm going to let you go because I know you. your time is tight. Marcus, awesome to meet you. Um, I could speak to you for uh, for much longer. Um, oh, and, same here, man. Uh, I'm looking forward to... I didn't finish the book, so I'm kind of... Uh, I'm partway through it, <laughs> but I got to say, it's it's an awesome book. Um, you are very articulate. Uh, you've got a lot of wisdom to share. So um, all of you out there watching this and listening to this, uh, definitely go and grab a copy of the book. Um, I'm going to put all the links down in the show notes. Um, but where... Where's the best place for people to connect with you, Marcus? What would you prefer?
1: Um, so you check me out all over social media, TikTok, at GardenMarcus, Instagram, Garden underscore Marcus. Um, you can also check out my company on Instagram, at Choice Forward. We also have a company website, choiceforward.com, and there's also a GardenMarcus website, gardenmarcus.com. All of those are uh, great ways to access me, and you can check out how to grow everywhere books are sold. So yeah. Um,
0: awesome and we're gonna throw some of those links down in the show notes anyway so people will have no awesome. uh, no challenges finding you that's for sure awesome. well marcus uh, you have yourself a fantastic day and um keep on growing man
1: uh, you do the same brett <laughs> thank you so much I, I look forward to growing together i look forward to our next conversation you're like a kindred spirit buddy
0: okay awesome man have a great day okay you too buddy cheers